Celebrating female role models across our community, live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live. Welcome everyone, live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live. My name is Malaya Ollers and my co-hosts today are Ashley, Sarah and Rahel. Our special guest today is Sarah Van Wyck, Senior Curator Photographer at the National Gallery of Victoria. Hi Susan, welcome to the show. Um, I'll start off by asking what sparked your interest in photography? Mm. Well thank you for inviting me along today. It's great to have the chance to speak with all of you. No problem. What made me excited about photography Mm -hmm. right from the beginning was how wonderful a tool it is for image making Mm. and it's a tool that is accessible that people can very readily pick up and use Mm. but in the hands of an artist something extraordinary happens yeah okay yeah what is it like to work in one of Australia's great art institutions? Well, I'm the Senior Curator of Photography at the National Gallery of Victoria and it's a pleasure and a privilege mm. to work there. It's wonderful. We have an incredible collection mm. and no matter what happens in a day, the thing that always sparks joy is going back to the collection, looking at the collection, Mm. spending time with those pictures that have informed how we share ideas about the world. Yeah, I understand. Um, So what is your job actually? Like what do you actually do in your job? (laughs) And what does curator actually mean? Yeah. Okay. Because I was a bit confused. (laughs) Nice question. Curator comes from a Greek source it means from the source curare, which means to collect. Uh-huh. So while you often hear the term curator now used in reference to things like coffee or cake or <laughs> everything with coffee yeah. now. Shop windows are curated. No, they're not. <laughs> Being a curator is about working with a collection. It's about mm. putting together ideas and images. It's about telling really rich Mm. stories that reflect uh, community historically and in a contemporary sense. So for me, you know, someone rather cheekily once described my job as going (laughs) shopping and telling stories. (laughs) And that is it in part, you Mm. know. Part of my job is to build the state collection. So I buy works of art Mm. that go into the collection. And then I work to use those particular works of art or any of the works in the collection to put on exhibitions, to publish in books, to present through public programs, to go out in outreach projects similar to this. So I guess a big part of my job is shopping and telling stories. (laughs) Shopping. Um, I was wondering what led you onto this path of becoming a curator because I'm sure back then you may not have thought, I want to become a curator like just then. So what started it all? Well, originally I thought I was going to be an artist. Yeah. And shortly after I first finished university, I realised that more and more what I was interested in was exhibitions and the way art is Mm. shown, the way art can be used to do things. So I did some more study and 
then I was incredibly fortunate and, you know, timing, nothing you can do about that. Sometimes it works for you, sometimes it doesn't. And I got a job at the National Gallery of Victoria. But there came a moment when I realised that the thing I was most excited about was how art is exhibited. Mm. Yeah. Has it been challenging Mm. being a woman in this position? Mm. Look, yes and no, I'd have to say. As a woman working anywhere, Mm. there are challenges that we all face Mm. and they're not particular to Australia, they're global challenges. And I think the biggest challenge that working women of any kind face is access to universal childcare. Mm. That's one of the things that can make a break in a woman's career or it can stop her developing a career. So for me... I was very fortunate and I'm very aware Mm. of my privilege in being able to work Mm. and access childcare and continue my career. But actually being a curator, there's nothing about that in particular that's particular to being a curator that was harder because I was a woman. Mm. Okay. Um, What are some skills that you brought to when you had to be a curator Mm. or what are some that you also developed? Yeah. When I started work as a curator, I literally went straight out of university into being a curator. So I have to say I didn't bring anywhere near the level of skill that I thought I was bringing to the job. Yeah. And I've been a curator for more than 30 years Mm. and over that time my skills have grown enormously. Mm. So I guess the main skill I brought at the outset was a real hunger to learn more yeah. and a desire to be there. Mm. That's like the best thing you yeah. can bring, honestly, isn't it? Um, yes. How, like, um, did you, like, how do you become a curator? Like, what do you do yeah. to become? Like, you, I've never really heard the word curator before, just anywhere before. Yeah. So, like, how do you actually become it and what is it that you do? The pathways, yeah. Yeah, pathways, yeah. Yes. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, I studied I actually studied with one of your teachers <laughs> um, and I studied art and I became particularly interested in photography while I was a student. Mm. And then I, from there, worked for a little bit and then just that was at that moment when I thought, no, no, I really want to work mm. in art museums. I want to work in art galleries. So I went back and I did postgraduate study, which was really about It was called Museum Studies Mm. and it was about learning how museums and galleries operate. Yeah. Okay. So my name is Rahel. How has this job shaped you as a person? Uh, It's been huge. The job's been huge Mm. for me because, you know, I've been doing it a long time and Mm. through the job that I've had, I've had amazing opportunities and, you know, it's an incredible privilege to walk into work every day and I mm. have a pass, not yeah. unlike this one. <laughs> and, you know, I can use that to swipe open the door to the storage area that I'm responsible mm. for and in there are 15,000 incredible photographs made by artists from across the world, from across time. Yeah. So, you know, what a privilege is that, yeah. that any time I want, yeah. those things are there for me to see and to share. Mm. Um, I was just wondering, since it's such a privilege, how many people really get to see all those photographs that you get to see? Mm. And uh, yeah. would you say a majority of them are actually men? 
people who see the works or the works that are in the collection. In the collection. It's pretty mixed, you know. I mean, access to the collection is on one level entirely open to the public. When things are on display, anybody Mm, can see them. And we work really hard to make the gallery an open and inviting place. Mm, And we try to encourage diversity in our audience and we want people to be there and to feel like it's their gallery because it is. It's mm, their yeah. gallery. It's your gallery. Mm. It's not mine. Yeah. Um, so there's no kind of gender-based separation in that sense. Mm. I mean, I guess where that does show up is when you start digging into who were the artists in yeah. the collection. Mm. Yeah, okay. Okay. Hi, I'm Ashley. And who are women that have inspired you to be who you are today? Mm. Well, you know, I've it's, mm. it's an interesting question. It's mm. it's a hard one, isn't it? Because yeah. you know, I've I've been very lucky to meet many artists mm. over over my career. But the person who really set me on this path in a way and has and continues to be really influential is a woman called Helen Ennis. She used to be the curator at the National Gallery in Canberra and then she went on to teach at the Australian National University. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Helen and I were on a program together last oh, night and she cool. continues to be this extraordinarily inspirational writer, curator, Mm. academic, and I think one of the great thinkers that I've met. So Mm. she's huge for me. Yeah. Hi, my name is Sarah again. Um, So what would be your message to young girls Mm. who are aspiring to work in the art industry? I would say go for it, you know. Mm. It might not be that easy to get a start, but go for it. Don't give up. Keep trying. Keep Mm. doing things to get yourself a start and yeah yeah I I have an interest in the arts but there's like this fear that it won't like be I guess lasting like it's also like known as a hobby in my family like it's like yeah yeah, it's not something that's sustainable in the sense that's what I've always like grown up thinking but what would you like say to that Well, I would say Mm. the thing that I would have said to my younger (laughs) self, which is never be afraid Mm. to ask someone who's in a role that you aspire to, Mm. that you admire, ask them what to do next, how can I do this? Because what you'll find is people are generally incredibly generous. That's true. And having worked in the arts for more than 30 years, I can say with some confidence Yes, there's longevity. (laughs) You can have, you know, a life Mm. working in the arts and I understand what you mean about family views, that it's a hobby because that was how my family saw it and Mm. now they don't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who are some of those people that have supported you either Mm. from the start to now or who started supporting you when they saw your potential, I suppose? Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. That's so interesting. That is an interesting question. Look, family and friends have always been incredibly supportive. Yeah. And then along the way, you know, professional mentors, people you meet, those people who 
I admired and would ask questions of. They Mm. became incredibly important along the way. And, you know, meeting, meeting really major artists and feeling slightly overwhelmed in the first instance yeah. <laughs> that I was with them. And then when you start talking to them, so generous. Yeah. So generous. Mm. How's being a curator changed your view of thinking? Like how mm. has it changed you as a person? Mm. I think being a curator has really shaped me because I began when I was in my 20s yeah. and it's informed so much of what I do and how I look at the world and the things that I think about in so many ways. Um, the great thing about art and art history is it teaches you about the world around you. It teaches you mm. not only about historical events yeah. but it's a great vehicle to communicate about contemporary events and that's been a wonderful aspect of it. Yeah. It gives like a message of history and things like that. Um, what are some of the most inspiring photos that you've ever seen? Oh, I love that kind of question. Yeah. That's like the favourite child question. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say it changes all the time. Yeah. So often the favourite work is the most recent thing I've seen. Okay. So I've just recently been working on an acquisition of a wonderful work by a woman called Ilsa Bing who mm. was working in Paris in the 1930s and she was an extraordinary woman and, you know, Europe in the 1920s mm. and 30s was a moment when there were great opportunities for women yeah. working in photography in particular and studios run by women like mm. Ilsa were able to achieve great things and this photograph that we're um, acquiring was commissioned by another woman, okay. a fashion designer mm. called Ilsa Scaparelli. Okay. And mm. it's a fabulous, fabulous photograph, which is about selling an idea. Mm. And it's about the way in which um, avant garde art was inspiring and influencing the way people were presenting things. Mm. But the best thing about it of all is the model in the photograph is like the perfect modern woman. So that generation oh. of independent women is represented in this photograph and I yeah, love that's it. that's great. Oh, that's so cool. Um, so you say your favourite um, image may be what's most recent. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's also because, dare I say, taste, your taste in the – um, has changed? Like, Yeah, has it taste does evolved? change. Yeah. It, it evolves and the more you see, the more you read, the more you learn – the more open you are to new ideas and new ways mm. of seeing things and thinking about things. So it's that constant learning and, yeah, that does inform things and, and change the way you see things. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, how does your photography, like like the photography that you see, show like stories? Like how mm. do they give stories to people and connect them? Mm. Good question, yeah. you know, and I guess that's the role of a curator often is to help unpack the stories behind works of art. Mm. So that photograph I was just talking about by Ilsa Bing on one level, okay, it's an advertising photograph for yeah. a perfume. Yeah. But it's a picture that tells us also it tells us about life in Paris for women in the 1920s and 30s. It tells us about... Um, 
the changes in social experience and events and the fact that this woman could even run her own business as a photography mm, with a yeah. photography <laughs> studio. And it tells us so much about the history of who we are and how that informs us today. So the role of a curator, while you could look at it and go, great, pretty picture, but once you start talking about the stories and the things that underlie it, Mm -hmm. then you start to be able to share the stories Mm -hmm. that that underpin the work. So that's kind of the case with pretty much everything. Once you start to dig a little bit deeper, you find, some, you find yeah. all sorts of interesting things that are informing the artist who made it in the first place mm. and then the audience who's receiving it. I was just wondering, do you still take photos? And if so, what inspires you? Because, like, is it being high on emotions that, like, drives you to take those photos? What is it? You know what? Mm. I don't really take photos anymore. Why not? Oh, why not? I take snapshots like everybody else. <laughs> On the phone, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same, yeah. Easier but access. It yeah. is, yeah. I don't do it as a creative activity anymore. All of my creative energy goes into exhibitions and writing, mm, I, which doesn't mean I don't yeah, love it but, more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> you live it. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Malaya Olas, and my co-hosts today are Sarah, Ashley and Rahel. And our special guest today is Susan Van Wyck, Senior Curator Photographer at the National Gallery of Victoria. So I would like to ask you, what advice would you give to your younger self? Ooh, I would tell my younger self never be afraid to ask a question Never be afraid to approach someone who you think is great at what they do and mm. doing something that you want. Yeah, that's funny you say that because my mum always says that to me. <laughs> She's like, ask that worker right there what they're doing. And yeah. She's right. Your mum's right. Yeah. You know, it's that don't be afraid to keep learning and you learn from talking to people, you learn from reading, mm, their you learn from yeah. looking. Yeah. yeah. Have the number of women artists recognised for their work increased? Um, and how do you want the photos and the collection to connect and influence mm. others? Another really good question. <laughs> okay, so the collection at the NGV is like a lot of art museum collections. Mm. The majority of the work in there is by male artists. But we are really actively working to yep. change that, to change that profile. Mm. So if I look at... The last four years, Mm. okay, of acquisitions, we brought in 110 photographs by women artists in the last four years. Mm. The four years before that, we brought in 43. Wow. So we've nearly tripled the number of work by women coming in. Mm. But when I look at that period in the early 20th century, which is one of the great strengths of our collection, Before 2020, we represented six women photographers from 1900 to 1950 who worked internationally. Mm. We now represent 17. So the focus is on really growing that collection area and changing the profile of the collection. And what that does is enables us to tell broader stories, Mm. to tell richer stories, to introduce diversity into what we're doing and how we're representing things. And I think 
that makes us more and more accessible to a broader audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was just wondering, so the artworks that you choose, do you base it purely off of the stories that you um, can see in them or Mm. do you also try and include some artists that you just want to (laughs) present to everyone? Uh, That's the interesting thing about Mm. being a collection curator. You don't always like the work of art that you're bringing Mm. in but that's not what what I'm there for. I mean it's, like I said, it's not my museum, it's yours. Mm. So the acquisitions come about because of quite a lot of research it's looking at what work do we have, where are the gaps. So there was a glaring gap in the early 20th century women, mm. so focusing on there right, to try yeah. and change that. It's about being responsive to what the broader community wants. Mm. So at the moment we have on a really huge exhibition drawn from the collection called Queer Stories from the collection. Mm. Okay. So it's really about being responsive to what we have and what's going on around mm. the world. Oh, yeah. I was just wondering, okay, have you ever been, like, surprised by an image that, like, came in, like, like just shocked? Like, has that ever happened to you? Yeah, yeah. Lots of pictures are shocking, Like, you know? Oh, explain. Well, you know, you see pictures. I'm thinking of one particular mm. artist we have in the collection who is a war correspondent. Mm. And... They're very confronting images. Mm. There's no, you know, you're standing there, you've got the work in front of you, you can't really look away. Yeah. And that's a good thing because you don't want people to look away. Yeah, because it just starts making you tear up because I was just thinking about World War II and the images that I saw and, like, they're more impactful than the beautiful images that you see of, like, women posing and models and things like that. But when you look at something that's, like, telling a story that, yeah, it's very impactful. Yeah, there's much, there's much more yeah. to look into. I you guess. don't forget it. it makes yeah. You think more. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so how do you actually pick the artwork you want? So when you're looking at it, what are you actually thinking? What's going mm. through your head? And like, how do you know which ones are you want? Well, I guess that goes back again to the research, and you know, spending a lot of time reading, looking at mm, things. Yeah. You know, when you walk into an exhibition that an artist is having. And you're wanting, and I want to acquire some mm, things for the collection. Yeah. It, it's taking the time to talk to the artist and really get to understand what it is they're doing mm. and why they're making this work, mm. and what is the way you know making that selection of works that can best represent mm. that artist's ideas and interests mm. at yep. that point. Mm. So it goes back again, I guess, to talking to people, looking at things mm, and yeah. reading widely. So yeah. it's – there's always things that I see where I go, well, I just love that. It's yeah. great. Mm. But it has to be about more than that because it's not yeah. about me. So what's your, like, favourite exhibition that you have on at the moment <laughs> going on? Like where do you – what's your favourite one that you're really doing at the moment? Oh, uh, look, there's an exhibition that's up at the moment and it's called Requiem to New York and it's mm. photographs by – an Australian-born but New New York-based photographer called mm-hmm. Ashley Gilbertson, and he is normally a photojournalist. But over 2019, when he was living in New York and it went into lockdown, he couldn't work. Oh, he couldn't leave the country. Yeah. He had to stay home. Mm. He could go out and run every day. Mm. So this incredibly talented professional photographer would run every day 
with his phone and he used his phone to make photographs across the city and he documented the impact of the pandemic, the Black Lives Matter protest and then the presidential election, the impact those major events had on the city. So he kind of created this visual diary. And the thing that's so interesting about them is, you know, he's a very, very skillful photographer. Mm. He makes very, very sophisticated, beautiful images. Mm. And even though they're about New York, they're kind of about the whole world yeah, as well. That's just so inspiring just to hear how a single piece or like an exhibition can change someone's view of thinking. Like yeah. That's just cool to know. And that's what your job's kind of is, right? Like changing people's thinking in a way. Mm. It's introducing ideas to people. Yeah. And one of the really great things about being a curator is you get to speak to people yep. mm-hmm. and their ideas come back to me and, and feed into my thinking and sometimes change the way I see things as well. So mm-hmm. it, it really is a great exchange and it's about sharing ideas. Cool. Um, I was wondering if you've recognised the impact that some of these collections may have mm-hmm. had on the public mm-hmm. as well, like not just on yourself but also the public, like have you noticed like a positive or negative outlook on on them all? You always get mixed responses to yeah, shows yeah. because, it, it, you know, you can never 100%, well, not 100%, you can never know mm. what someone's bringing with them when yeah. they come to look at a work. Mm. You know, generally we get very, very positive responses to our projects and, you know, people are really interested and I think that's the key thing, you know. Most mm. people are interested in the world. Most yeah. people are curious mm. about other people, other places, other ideas. So the feedback that we get is generally really positive and sometimes you do get people saying, you know, it was life-changing yeah. for me. Yeah, okay. I just know like Australia isn't like one of the most like encouraging in the arts kind of realm but – What's your comment to that? Because, like, if you think about it, it's not as, I guess, I don't know how I don't have the words for it, but like, it's not pushed like in New York and things like that. It's not there. If that makes sense, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think we're very fortunate yeah. living in Melbourne mm. because Melbourne has a really, really strong, yeah. active, creative community. Mm. And alongside that, we have a huge audience mm-hmm. of people who want to yeah. see works of art. They want to engage with the world creatively. Yeah. So places like the NGV, for example, mm-hmm. um, in a pre-pandemic year, we would expect to have around 3 million people come through the oh, door. Wow. In a year. I know, that's a lot. Which is a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the last 12 months, despite all the lockdowns yeah. and everything that's happened, we've still had more than a million people come through the door. Yeah. So on one level, you know, we we hear about mm. the arts not getting the support that yeah. it should have and, you know, I'm always up there for more money for the arts, <laughs> every opportunity we can get. Yeah. But that said, we do have huge audiences people here long, and yeah. People, yeah. people are hungry for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, mm. I was wondering what actually gets you out of bed, like mm. when you need to That's go to work, question. I suppose. Yeah. Like 
I guess it could be the pay, but is it something else? Is it something mm. oh, Most than days that? it's the alarm clock. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. And I do love my job. Yeah. I feel very lucky that mm. I get to work in a world that's about ideas mm. and about people. So, you know, I, I don't know what could be more inspiring every day than thinking about ideas, talking about mm. ideas and sharing that with people. Yeah, that's actually kind of inspirational. I know. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Um, thank you so much. That's all we have time for today. Um, thank you to our guest, Susan Van Wyke. Um, it's been a great pleasure talking to you today. Live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you have been listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live. My name is Malaya Olas and my co-hosts today were Rahel, Ashley and Sarah. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day. <laughs> Celebrating female role models across our community, live from the Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live. <laughs>